life. You're born into the world, you grow, you mature, you go to college, you start a career and a family. It looks like everything goes as planned. Or does it? episode of the glory not stories i'm your host calvin wayne pinwell jr on this episode i wanted to talk about something that uh, i think that is very much needed as a reminder as we continue to maneuver uh through our own purposes yeah <laughs> had a little trouble saying that word uh, but the purpose that you were born to fulfill um, obviously, not everybody's going to understand it. Not a lot. Not everybody that you meet will be involved in it. Even above that, not everybody's going to agree. Specifically, if you have confidence in what you were set out to do. So, uh, so the title of this episode is "They Will Adjust." They will adjust. So the example that I wanted to use. Um, basically, even before I say that, you, who you are, in the position that you're in, the places that you find yourself as you progress in your life down the path that God has set aside specifically for you, people will have a difficult time accepting that that's where you belong. Or that's where you fit in. And because of your ingenuity, because of your um, consistency, because of your attention to detail, because of your zeal, because of your energy, people will combat that because primarily you have something that they don't. And it's not that you're bragging. It's not that you're braggadocious about it. It's not that you're showing off. You're just being. And a lot of people will under underestimate that. Um, a lot of people will take it as you being um, self-centered. And that's not the case. The thing is, you decided to take what you have and use it to the fullest, no matter what. You're not applying any restrictions or um, allowing opposition to slow you down or even weaken, weaken your um, strength at max capacity. So the example that I wanted to use, you know, we always end up using sports references because it's because it makes sense, it's relevant. I know a lot of people are not into sports, uh, male or female, 
Um, but again, it, it is relevant. Um, so I, I used to play baseball when I was younger, like my preteens. I think the last time I played, I think I was 12 years old. Um, for some reason, I just didn't want to play anymore. I got interested, interested, ironically, I got interested in basketball, but I didn't play it. Like I didn't play it recre recreationally. I just wanted to play. And I think, um, yeah, so I used to play, when I played baseball, I played pitcher. I played left field, sometimes center. Um, I think one time they put me at first base really surprised me I think the player that usually played first base was out that day or some days and I was like all right y'all gonna put me over here I'm not Mark McGuire you know uh, surprisingly Mark McGuire uh, if you ever heard of him he was the um, a home run Titan from the 1990s um, despite him being the juggernaut that he was when he came when he walked up to the plate he was an awesome defensive player. I think he got a few golden gloves. Um, yeah, dude was a beast. So, um, uh, so anyway, I remember because I was taller, traditionally taller than most of the kids at that point in my life. So when I got up to the plate, I noticed that the outfielders would position themselves. Primarily not the infielders, but the outfielders. The infielders would uh, tell the outfielders, hey, get ready. Because they knew if I hit the ball, it's not going to, it's going past the bases. So the outfielders had to be alert. When I was playing defense during this time, that was this big guy. I mean, dude was big. He had to be at least 6'2". And I'm like, um, is he playing in the right division? And uh, whenever he got up to the plate, the infielders would look at us and say, hey, get ready. And there were moments where they would specifically talk to me and say, hey, CJ, hey Calvin or CJ, it's coming your way. And most of the time it did. But when it did, it went over my head. I couldn't even catch it. Like the fields that we played on, were no larger than 300, 300 feet. When this guy hit the ball, it was gone. That was that was nothing we could do. <laughs> and um, but what what was dangerous was not him hitting the home runs. What was dangerous was having his teammates already on base. So if he had a teammate on first base, second base, even third base, that's a grand slam that's four points guy on third base guy on second base guy on first base they all touch home even the batter so that's four points four different people that's dangerous but the thing is because of his size because of the threat that he caused people had to adjust because he wasn't going to change it wasn't going to. Thinking back on one of the greatest basketball players, or even athletes to ever play the game, the late, great, cold-blooded Kobe Bryant. 
I was just talking to my dad the other day, and we were talking about, you know, the difference between athletes, you know, NBA players now and back then. And I feel that Kobe Bryant was probably the last of the good basketball players, players that played real basketball. I know people could um, debate with um, with me on that, but Kobe, he was just a different type of type of animal. Kobe was dedicated. Kobe was aggressive. Kobe was competitive. Kobe was Kobe. Kobe was Kobe to the point Kobe has a mentality called the Mamba mentality. And it's something that a lot of local players and even younger are adapting. With that comes great sacrifice. With that comes discipline. Most importantly, with that comes great desire. You can have discipline all day. This is something that I um, remember hearing from, I think it's Jason Wilson. I think that's his name. He has a uh, a book titled uh, Cry Like a Man. A really great motivational um, speaker. Has a, a dope social media presence. Um, but he was, uh, he said you can have discipline, but you can also have... Uh, you can have discipline, but uh, not have great desire. And that makes a difference. Makes a huge difference. Yeah, Jason Wilson, um, he does have a book called titled Cry Like a Man, which I will end up buying because I, I like the message that he delivers. Um, but yeah, you can get up every single morning and work out, but unless you have a desire to meet an objective, your, your discipline is in void. So uh, anyway, when Kobe would hit the court, the teams, the opposing teams had to adjust. Uh, specifically when Kobe um, changed his, his, his game number to 24, like he, his focus had centered. Um, but the, the team had to adjust to what Kobe was going to bring. They knew Kobe was going to be an oppositional uh, a def uh, offensive and defensive threat. So they knew that when Kobe um, got on the hardwood, it wasn't going to be something easy. And it's because they had to adjust. Even the fans had to adjust. Even even we had to adjust as we watched him. Uh, you know, during his scrum, his uh, his feats of unbelievable athleticism. Um, and he even he even admitted it admitted it he even admitted himself, which was just like I'm not the fastest player I'm not the strongest I'm not the most skilled, uh, but he was one he was probably one, he was probably the most dedicated. I remember him having a him doing an interview, and he was talking about you know the players that just uh, got on the team, and you know Kobe Kobe works out every day Kobe practices every day. And he was always on his grind. And one night, he said that the players wanted to go out. And Kobe was like, yo, we got to get up in the morning. And they were like, nah, man, I mean, we got a little break, man. I want to go out. And so Kobe was like, okay, we'll go out. Um, But Kobe was like, but we still getting up at 5. So Kobe said they went out, stayed out maybe to like past 12. Um. <laughs> and he said he woke up like at five o'clock, knocking on the, knocking on their their door, saying, "Hey, time to get up, time to practice, time to work out." And they were like, "Huh?" And they were like, "Yeah, uh, last night 
I hung out with you and now you're going to hang out with me. And I was like, wow. So anyway, no matter where you are, no matter where you work, no matter what you do, when you're living in your purpose and you're being who God created you to be, people will adjust. They're going to be all right. <laughs> I thought I'd read you a couple of scriptures. Um, I had to specifically look this up because it's all about being yourself. Um, first, like I'm just going to give you a few. Uh, this is First Samuel 16, verse 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not a man, not as man sees, man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Uh, Romans 12, verse 2, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Let's see. First Timothy 4, verse 4. For everything created by God is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving. And I'll give you about two more. Uh, Ephesians 2, verse 10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And last one, Romans 12 verse 6 through 7 having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us let us use them if prophecy in proportion to our faith if service in our serving the one who teaches in his teaching so there's so many different uh, biblical references to being yourself but the thing is people will adjust when moses was called to free, uh, free the the children of israel the pharaoh had to adjust even the uh, the children of Israel had to adjust because Moses was fulfilling his calling from God. Even though Moses was timid, even though even though Moses was uncertain, he still followed through. Even when Jesus and speaking of Jesus, uh, around the time people actually hear this, it will be uh, Easter Sunday. Uh, my wife and I are breaking our our fast today actually um the beautiful thing about this fast um was that we've been reading acts um or at least trying to read acts we haven't done a really good job of it uh, but one thing that i can say i got out of it was uh, the ideal of wanting something more and the thing that we fast was um, sweets. So, you know, no pastries, cookies or anything like that. So and in the process, I ended up losing seven pounds. Now, I've been trying to lose weight for I know people might look at me like you trying to lose weight. Yes. Yes. You know, I've been, I've been trying to lose weight for a minute. But by fasting in about a month, I lost seven pounds. So if I was to continue that, I would probably lose seven more and lose 14 in two months. So when I noticed that difference, that change, I was like, huh, I think this is something that I'm going to continue. 
Um, of course, I have to continue to drink more water. My wife and I started back juicing. Um, so that'll be obviously be a meal supplement and that'll be able to continuously clean out, our, clean out our bodies. But, but then this change, you know, and I wanted to, the reason why I brought that up about Easter is because, you know, yesterday was Good Friday. Uh, God obviously died for our sins so that death would never, so that death would not have the keys, um, to our, to our souls. Um, Jesus took them. And basically said, sin does not have a hold on you. That's just how much he values relationships. Um, and even so, by you um, submitting your life to Christ, we are adjusting to that decision. We are adjusting to God's truth. Because God's truth is truth. So, in reference to us, in reference to other people, um, we people will adjust people will adjust um to who we are he will people will adjust to the decisions that we make this falls in the line with that saying don't ask for permission ask for forgiveness that's something that i had to learn because i was literally asking people's permission to be myself what kind of life is that? You are you are a whole adult and you're asking for permission. <laughs> and I needed to change that. You know, my wife made me aware of that. So people will adjust. They will adjust. Um, another another case in point, fellas and women, if you do agree to if you are um, if you're um going to a barber a barber that cuts your hair every other week or so um make sure you find a barber that you like a barber whose time you don't mind paying for that makes sense so over the last month maybe i have been going to a barber and i've been paying more than i traditionally have uh, not just for, you know, a good haircut, but for the the um, the immediacy of having somebody say, hey, I set set aside time for you. So when you come in, it's just going to be you. You know, nobody, no matter help, no matter who's sitting down, this is your time. Like, OK, so I, I invested in, in that. I booked it on booking dot com. I think that's the name of the app. But. I'm not trying to promote them or anything, just talking about the convenience of it. But I went in there first time. I was like, yo, this is, oh, this is pretty good. Um, then I noticed that it wasn't really cut the way I wanted it. Um, so I said, okay, I mean, it's the first time. Second time, I was actually late. I was almost 30 minutes late. And I looked at the the guy. He was like, uh, -uh. like he, I can tell he was upset. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt really bad and, and that was something beyond my control um, but I had to accept the fact that you know he could have easily said no man I already got somebody I already got plans and I think I was the last person of that night and it was a Friday too um, so um, but he still cut my hair even and even in that situation he adjusted he adjusted to my tardiness he could easily said no 
But in his mind, like, yo, I, I still want to get paid for this, so I'm going to do it. I know that's probably a harsh way to look at it, but that's that's true. Um, so just going, if, just piggyback on that, um, adding to that, you know, take value into what you want, into what you are pursuing and don't settle. Um, but anyway, people will adjust to who you are. They're going to have to. They have no choice. And if they're not willing to, that means they should not be a part of your life. Right. That's true. Um, all the adjusting that we do for other people, all the grace that we extend, um, it should be reciprocated. Uh, specifically due to the fact that God uh, gives us new grace and new mercy every single day because we need it. We slip up. We mess up. Um, we're human. We're all human. Jesus was human and God. So he was literally the only perfect man. But us, nah. Not even in the least. So um, the idea of people adjusting, it will happen. Over the last, I'll say this before I end it. Um, over the last couple of months, I've my skin has had to grow thicker immensely you know what i'm saying because people are going to oppose who i am people are not going to like who i am i've had to be honest with people in ways that they were not uh, comfortable with because not many people challenged them but i decided to be honest and be open because people have been honest and open with me um in instances that you know i didn't care for but it was needed. So I have I know two people um, offhand that never expected me to retaliate the way that I did. They were not expecting me to say anything in these certain situations, but I did. And I think now. They probably think that I hate them or that I'm upset with them. I said, no, no, I'm not. I am adjusting to what you have shown me. I am adjusting to what I see. Adjusting to what I've been exposed to. So now they are adjusting to who I am. And that's just how it works because they will adjust. So as you go out um, through the remaining of your week, as you continue to fulfill your purpose, don't worry about disappointing people. If anything, don't ask for permission ask for forgiveness we're going to say things and do things that may not have the best impact our intent really doesn't matter because people can't see the intent you can express it all day long but unless it matches the impact many people may not care but you have to learn that you are human you're going to make mistakes it, it comes with 
you know the the humanistic territory that's that's what happens and hopefully other people continue to extend grace and mercy to you as you do for them so uh, i end this by saying this inside of you is a talent inside of you is, is a gift that you were given and within that gift are other seeds that may create different opportunities not just for yourself but for other people but before that can happen you have to give it everything you got every morning God blesses you with energy time space to exercise those gifts do it to the full to the fullest extent because somebody is waiting on that somebody needs it i was just talking to my wife yesterday and we were talking about you know plans for our 40 our 40th birthday um which obviously is in about four years um but we are piggybacking on the concept that our 40 year old selves are dependent on our current 35 year old selves selves to make the best decisions so your future self is dependent on you dependent on your your current self to make good decisions they may not be the best but you still can make good decisions and in the midst of making these decisions a lot of people are not going to agree your friends your family co-workers obviously strangers who don't know you but god knows your heart and if there's anybody that you need to answer to, it's only him. So um, be yourself. Do what you were called to do. And don't feel like and don't feel selfish about it because you're doing the Lord's work. But also remember that you have to adhere to God's truth. Everything that we go through life is applicable to God's word. And when you go to other sources outside of him, your foundation begins to have cracks in it, which means that when it shakes, when the world shakes, when your life shakes, it's easily to break, causing everything to fall. So just remember that to feed your foundation, truth and righteousness and all that is good. So I hope you all enjoyed this podcast uh, episode. And um, I hope that it helped you. That's the that's the road that I'm on now, because I used to not think this way. I used to maneuver myself to make everybody else comfortable, maneuver myself and, and mold myself to make everybody at ease. But even Jesus, when he was here, made a lot of people uncomfortable. And he was just being himself. He was called to do one thing and one thing only. To be a sacrifice. Um, and he did that to the best of his ability. And he rubbed people the wrong way because he was being truth. Truthful to what he was created to be. Um, so you all have a wonderful day, uh, day <laughs> evening, afternoon, night. Uh, enjoy your Easter um, I hope you are able to um, celebrate uh, the resurrection of Christ um, for without him, without him, um, the relationship between us and God 
um, would still have distance. So um, love you guys. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Peace.